Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. It's 2018. It is so great to be able to present more Jack Benny to you. These episodes are from the 1953-1954 season. Most of the other Jack Benny shows start up in October. These episodes started a few uh, weeks early. Actually, the first episode was supposed to be up last week. I didn't notice, and it was like, oh my goodness, that <laughs> I missed the beginning of the season. So we're going to present it in two parts. We're going to have tonight be the very first episode of the season, and tomorrow night, Sunday night, be the second episode of the 1953 season of the Jack Benny Show. So a special double Jack Benny weekend for you. It just really drove in when I was listening to this just how much you miss Jack when we don't have him on for a summer and just how great his writing is and how great his acting is. He really, in this episode, shows that he can really wait for a punchline. I mean, they build the joke. The first real joke of this episode, there must be a four-minute buildup to that joke. And you know it's coming, but when it does, it really does pay off. It's wonderful. And uh, the whole Dennis does just a fabulous job with with some insane writing for for Dennis. They could write anything for Dennis, and it's so good. Uh, there's a Phil Harris joke in here, and he's been off the show for a couple seasons, so it's kind of cool to have a Phil Harris joke. Uh, we get a chance, of course, to have Bob Crosby back, and he's in tonight's episode as long as well as Mary Livingston. Uh, Fred Frank Frank Nelson stops by for a visit. Uh, just amazing and I'm going to play you my old podcast from five years ago so the dates are going to be wrong I'm going to say you know it's Orson Welles going to be his 50th anniversary well, no 75th anniversary since um, the War of the Worlds when this year it's going to be the 80th anniversary and so forth but just kind of ignore that part of it but uh, it does talk about the television episode with Marilyn Monroe that's one of the most famous classic uh, Jack Benny television shows. I'm going to link to that at our website at buckbenny.com. It's also, of course, in our complete um, Jack Benny television show library that has all the shows that are in syndication and as many of the shows out of syndication that we can find. So there are a lot of shows. If you want access to the largest collection of Jack Benny television shows that I know of and the Jack Benny television specials and everything. It's just uh, go to the buckbenny.com and subscribe to the podcast at the $5 level a month or more and we'll give you access to that. Anyway, I hope you're going to enjoy this fantastic episode, a great start to the Jack Benny show and my old intro. So with that, take it away, Buck Benny from five years ago. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Well, welcome to the very first episode of the Jack Benny Show for the 1953-1954 season. Uh, this is going to be a great season we have for you. Uh, I thought the shows kind of were supposed to have deteriorated some as the seasons go on, but I'm happy to find out that these shows are just fantastic. Uh I will say this, just so some of you know, I um, have not listened to these episodes before. This is the first time I've ever heard this episode, and I'm hearing them for the first time along with a lot of you. 
the reason this is, is because when I l- initially listened to the episodes, I kind of wanted to hold some back so I'd have some to listen to in the future that would be new to me. And so I kind of stopped basically when Phil stopped uh, being on the show. I still listen to some. I mean, certainly, like, if Bob Hope guests or the episodes, uh, any episodes of Jimmy Stewart and so on, I listen to those for sure. But, uh, or George Burns or maybe um, Fred Allen and such. But by and large, I haven't listened to this, these new seasons that we're going to be listening to now, starting with this episode. So we'll bring you every Sunday night uh, the episode that's from that same week, uh, from exactly, what would that be now, uh, 60 years ago. So tonight's is extra special because it was the premiere of his radio show. It also was followed by the premiere of his television show. Uh, he did a great job in, in this time frame. He was doing both television and radio. Uh, the television shows, he only did 13 this season. Of course, the radio shows was a full season. And uh, he did a great job um, getting a real synergy between the two. And, and he would mention the television show on the radio show so people would tune into the television show. And tonight um, is probably one of his most famous episodes of his television show, if not the most famous so I'm going to kind of focus more on that than the radio show. Uh, the radio show, great episode. Make sure you listen to it. But the uh, what makes the uh, television show so amazing in his season premiere of, what was this? I think this was his third season on uh, television, third or fourth season on television. And um, this episode has Marilyn Monroe. It was her very first time on television. I believe she only did about four different shows on television in her career, and she wouldn't be on television again for a couple years after this. This is pretty much the height of Marilyn Monroe's career. This is a huge feather in the Jack Benny show's cap, and to to get Marilyn Monroe. uh, At this point in time, radio and television and... Uh, film are all kind of, well, at least film and radio are kind of fighting television, and a lot of stars aren't appearing on television at this point because uh, they're hoping it goes away, (laughs) because uh, certainly radio and film work together so beautifully because film was something where you could see it and go out and experience this, and radio was something you experienced in your home, and they were two very different things, and they didn't take away from each other. They actually added to each other. That's why you had things like the Lux Radio Theater, where you would hear the program, uh, hear the movie, and then maybe go see the movie. Uh, the fear was that with television, it would upstage film, and people would not go see a film in the theaters. They would just stay home and watch television, which... For a time, it looked like that might happen. Uh, at about this time in 1953, uh, television has just really taken off with the Lucy show being the number one show and watched by a huge amount of the country. And uh, 
the attendance in theaters was dropping and dropping and dropping. I mean, it was like probably, I think, I don't know, I don't know the numbers in front of me, but it was like 50% less at this time, people attending audio, people attending theaters, uh, films than it was say four years ago. And so if you were to plot it on a graph, it would look like, man, in about three more years, film would cease to exist. So you could totally see why they were panicking. And so one of the things they would do is encourage stars to not be on television shows. So by Marilyn going on to Jack's show, she was really taking a risk and she was um, doing something that the film industry did not probably want her to do. She probably had a lot of pressure to not do this, uh, especially at the height of her career as it was. Um, but Jack knew so many stars and would treat them so well on his shows and they knew he'd have such well-written scripts that would, it would attract a lot of movie stars that wouldn't appear on anything else, but they would appear on Jack's show. So this particular episode with Marilyn um, is a, just a, a wonderful episode, a lot of fun to watch. It is available on YouTube, so I am going to have a link to this episode. So if you want to recreate the evening just like it would have been 60 years ago, you can listen to the radio show and then link to the... Uh, to the YouTube video and watch the entire episode just like they would have uh, 60 years ago. Now, uh, the other thing you can do, of course, if you don't have, if you if you can't find my podcast page to to get to this, if you're if you're getting this some other way through iTunes or whatever, um, you can of course go directly to YouTube and find it. In, in, if you go directly to YouTube, all you have to type in is Jack Benny and Marilyn Monroe, and it'll pop right up. Uh, there'll be a bunch of ones where there are scenes from the show, but if you look for the ones, uh, the one I'm playing is the one that's 25 minutes long. It's the uh, it's the full show without the commercials. Now, normally I would play the commercials, but I'll explain why right now. I'm not doing that. I chose the one that's 25 minutes long because the picture quality is fairly good. Um, there is an episode also available that you can choose to watch that has the commercials still in it. It's the full episode, 29 minutes long. But the downside of that is this, the picture quality is quite a bit lower. Um, so, you know, if you really want to be a completist, you might want to watch the 25-minute episode so you just enjoy the, sh the flow of the show without commercials or anything. And then you can watch the 29-minute version of the show if you want and just forward to the parts that are to teach commercial to watch that. Uh, anyway, I'm linking to the one, like I say, without the commercials. You watch whichever one you want. Uh, the folks that were on this episode, particular episode were, um, of course, Rochester's on there. Uh, Artie Auerbach makes an appearance as Mr. Kitzel. Uh, we have Paul Fries famous voice actor who's in a lot of radio shows and does a tremendous amount of um, vocal work for cartoons and things, uh, it does, is the travelogue announcer in the episode. Uh, also on the episode is, uh, of course, Marilyn Monroe, and Frank Nelson also makes an appearance on the episode, which is pretty cool. Oh, another person on the episode is Joe Kearns. Joe Kearns is going to be a, a man that, that talks with Jack on deck, 
And Joe Kearns, of course, for Jack Benny fans, is more famous as being Ed, uh, the man who stays and guards Jack's vault. So it's pretty cool to see him. Uh, later on, of course, he would go to star as Mr. Wilson in uh, the Dennis the Menace uh, shows, at least for the first few seasons. And then after he passes away, the actor passes away mid-run of the uh, Dennis the Menace show and is replaced by another famous radio actor, Gail Gordon, who later, of course, would be uh, on the various Lucy show incarnations uh, with Lucy, with Lucille Ball. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy tonight's radio episode and tune into the television episode as well. Um, I'm, lo- I'm just delighted that it's available on YouTube and you can watch that and enjoy it if you have never seen it. You really should watch it. It's a lot of fun. And, of course, the, both in the radio episode and the television episode are about Jack's trip to Hawaii. And Jack would often take trips in the summer to Hawaii or to uh, Europe and England. Um, he, was, he loved traveling. He loved having his summers off. And really, I haven't mentioned in a while, but really in radio and television... A lot of actors um, have a lot to thank Jack for because he is he and his show pushed and would not give in to being a year-round show. He always took the summers off. He always took a hiatus. And to this day, we have television shows take the summers off. Uh, and that's uh, partially thank you to Jack and a few other um, shows that took Jack's lead and also took Summers off, and then it became just kind of an industry standard. Um, There were a lot of folks that pushed early on to have shows running year-round. And so, anyway, just a few little facts about Jack. I am so delighted to be back doing the podcast again this year. So I, I know that those shows are safe for a long, long period of time. Uh, you all have my permission to share these shows any way you want with anyone you want. I just ask you don't sell them, but I but uh, I would love for you to have them on your blogs and on your uh, whatever the new technology is. I mean, uh, Jack went from, of course, radio. He went from vaudeville into radio and then into television through MP3 and the magic of that. He ended up going, uh, being on in, in the Internet when that came out. And um, and we've I've dragged him into the podcast universe. Um, I would love to see his shows go on and on and on. And I would love my introductions to go on and on and on. Um, I know a lot of people don't even know what my name is because I go by Buck Benny, but my real name is Daryl Lance, and I um, have been thrilled all these years to bring you uh, these great podcasts, and I want to con- continue to do that. But I just wanted you to kind of understand why I want to set up these uh, Dropbox accounts and and make sure that these shows live on for a long period of time. Um, For for tuning in, uh, I can't wait to bring you this great season of shows. I'm looking forward to um, bringing you Orson Welles' War of the Worlds on its 75th anniversary, which is coming up this year. Uh, there's just so much that I want to share with you. So anyway, enjoy the show.
We'll see you next time. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. You know, friends, smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. And the fact of the matter is... Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting. Fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike. This is Don Wilson. You know, your enjoyment of a cigarette depends on its taste. That's true, friends. Smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. The fact of the matter is, Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Now, there are two mighty good reasons for that. The first one you already know, LSMFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Light, naturally mild, good-tasting tobacco. And second, Lucky's are made to taste better. Made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. So, friends... If you want all the real deep-down smoking enjoyment you can get from a cigarette, be happy, go lucky, because smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. And the fact of the matter is, Lucky's taste better. Next time, ask for a carton of Lucky Strike. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jack Benny's first radio broadcast of the season. Immediately after, he'll do his opening television show over the CBS network. But now... We'd like to take you back to a Friday morning several weeks ago and look in on Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills. Summertime, and the living is easy. Fish are jumping, and the cotton is high. song sure is true. It's easy living in the summer. I've been sleeping late every morning, going to the beach in the afternoon, spending the weekends fishing with my friends. Mm -mm. I wish Mr. Benny would come back from his vacation so I could go on mine. <laughs> Summertime and the living is easy. Fish are jumping and the cotton is high. Mm, the front door. Yes? What is it, gentlemen? We're from the North American Van and Moving Company. Moving Company? Yeah. Isn't this uh, Ronald Coleman's house? No, no. Are the Coleman's moving away? Yeah, we're moving them today. Well, they live next door. The house on the right. Thanks. Go ahead, Joe. Let's go get the stuff. Gee, I thought it was the mailman. I haven't heard a word from Mr. Benny in over two weeks. And then all he sent me was a postcard. He said he was invited to a big luau and had a wonderful time. I didn't know what luau meant, so I looked it up. It's a Hawaiian word meaning, stuff yourself, the food is free. <laughs> I remember once... Uh-oh, the front door again. 
Yes, sir. Uh, we're from the Beacons Man and Storage Company. Oh, you got the wrong house. The Coleman's live next door. Well, we're not looking for Mr. Coleman. We're here to move Mr. and Mrs. James Stewart. Oh, the storage. They live in the brick house, the one on the left. Thank you. Maybe I ought to do a little work for a change. It's a good idea to, to get started uh, doing it again. I'll go in the den and see if that needs straightening up. Gee, Mr. Harris has been off the show for two years now. I wonder if I ought to wake him up and send him home. <laughs> nah, that's Mr. Bentley's business. Doggone, this is the busiest day. Yes? We're from Lions Van and Storage Company, and we're here to move Mr. and Mrs. William Powell. William Powell? Oh, they live in that White House right across the street. Thanks. Gosh, I can't understand why. Now the phone. Mr. Benny's residence. No, I'm sorry, Mr. Benny's not back from Honolulu yet. What's that? He made an appointment for a haircut next Tuesday? Well, he doesn't have to be here for that. I'll send it over. <laughs> Chester, I'm home. Boss! 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 Rochester, you seem so surprised that I'm back. I am. I had no idea you'd come home today. Well, I thought someone would tell you. I wrote to a lot of people that I'd be home today. Uh, who did you write to? The Coleman's, the Stewarts, and the Powell's. <laughs> I wonder if they got my letters. Oh, they got them! They got them! <laughs> Here, help me inside with my bag, please. Rochester, did any of my cast get here yet? No, were you expecting them? Yeah, I called them when I got off the boat and told them to come here for an important meeting. Now, Rochester, take my small suitcase up to my room. What about the two large ones? Oh, they're filled with dirty laundry. You better wash and iron it right away. Yes, sir. And when you're done, I'll give you the names of the people in Hawaii you're to send it back to. <laughs> and do a good job, eh? Boss, have we got customers in Hawaii now? Yes. And you better wash the skirts by hand. That grass can stop up the bending. <laughs> now, Rochester, put some chairs. There's the door. I'll get it. She'll be good getting back on the air. I always get such a thrill out of the first check. And program, I mean. <laughs> Coming! Coming! Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Well, Dennis, come on in. Oh, Dennis, it's wonderful seeing you again. You know, you're the first member of my cast I've seen since we went off the air in June. And gosh, it's funny, Dennis. At the end of every season, we all go our separate ways, and then as the summer wears on, I begin to realize how much I miss the gang. 
And so when I opened the door and saw you here, it gave me such a warm feeling of... Get it over with. I'm a busy man. <laughs> It's a fine greeting. You haven't seen me for three months, then you don't even ask me about my trip. Where are you going? <laughs> Where am I going? I just got back. I was in Hawaii for three weeks. Hawaii? Boy, I'd like to go there sometime. What's it like, Mr. Benny? Dennis, Honolulu is one of the most beautiful spots in the world. You ought to feel the soft, warm sand on the beach. Get it with... over with. I'm a busy man. <laughs> Look, you asked me to tell you about it. I just got home. I'm not going to stand here and let you annoy me. Say, does the rest of the gang know you're back yet? Yes, I phoned them from this morning. Uh, you know, this morning from the dock. There. From the dock? Yeah. Oh, then you just got back today. Yes, yes, on the Luraline. How was the boat trip? The boat trip? Uh-huh. Dennis? I can't tell you what Get I'm it over with. I'm a busy man. Now, stop that. <laughs> Dennis, as long as the rest of the gang haven't arrived here, let me hear the song you're going to do on the first program. Yes, sir. That kid is the only one I know who can undo a three months rest in two minutes.
Dennis, that really sounded swell. Only when you do it on the program, I want you to pick up the tempo a bit, you see, and hold the finish just a little bit longer. Well, my mother likes it this way. (laughs) Oh, she does, eh? Well, what does your mother know about music? Plenty. Liberace couldn't get along without her. (laughs) Liberace? What does she do for him? Before every show, she waxes his teeth. makes her Toscanini the friendly credit band leader. Now, Dennis, as long as we're... Uh, Dennis, you stay right here while I answer the door. Hello, Jack. Mary! Mary Dollface, let me look at you. Gee, you look wonderful. Oh, thanks. Uh, Dennis is here, isn't he? Yes, how did you know? You look awful. (laughs) It didn't take two minutes. Mary, it's sure good to see you. Come here, I'm going to give you a big kiss. Oh, Jack. No, no, come here, let me kiss you. Mm, All right. There. How is that? It'll never make the Kinsey report. (laughs) Uh, Come on, let's go in. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Mary. When did you get back from Las Vegas? Last week. Hey, I didn't know you went up to Vegas. Did you enjoy yourself? Uh Uh-huh. I went to Palm Springs this summer. Palm Springs? In the summer? Dennis, why in the world would anyone... Wait a minute, Mary. Wait. (laughs) Don't get into any silly routines with Dennis. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Anyway, Jack, I had a good time in Vegas. Yeah, it certainly is an exciting town, Las Vegas. Gosh, I've been there a lot of times. In fact, I even lost some money gambling. I know. It was on a slot machine in the Flamingo. The third one from the right as you enter the casino. That's right, Mary. How did you know? (laughs) They have a little plaque there that reads, Jack Benny fainted here. (laughs) I don't care. It's good publicity. Anyway, Mary, I got to tell you and the gang about the wonderful time I had in Hawaii. Uh, I spent the summer in Palm Springs. Dennis, why... Wait a minute, Mary, Mary. Don't you ask him. I'll do it. Me, he's already made a wreck of. (laughs) Dennis, you spent the summer in Palm Springs? Uh Uh-huh, and I had a swell time. Look at... I don't know. Well, all right. Look, how can you... How can you possibly enjoy yourself in Palm Springs and all that heat? In the summer, it gets to be 120 degrees in the shade. I was smart. I didn't stay in the shade. (laughs) See what I do to myself? (laughs) Mary, that proves I love you, doesn't it? Well, if you really love me, get me a cold drink, will you please? I'm thirsty. Okay, Mary, what do you want? Mm, Ginger ale will be all right. Okay, Rochester. Yes, boss? Will you please bring Miss Livingston a glass of ginger ale? I'm sorry, but we haven't got any. We haven't? Look, when I left for Hawaii, we had three cases of ginger ale. Well, it's all gone now. Rochester, tell me the truth. Did you have a party here while I was gone? Well, yes, boss, in July. What date in July? Just July. Look, Rochester, I don't mind your having a little... Come in! 
Rochester, look, I don't mind your having a little party while I'm gone, but then when you take advantage of it... Hello, everybody... Jack. Hi, everybody. Oh, hello, hello Doc. <laughs> Don, it's awfully nice to see you. Did you have a nice vacation? I sure did. Glad to hear it, Don. Where'd you spend your summer? In the Brown Derby. (laughs) Three months in a restaurant? Oh, oh, no, 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 Jack. There's a little summer resort way up north known as the Brown Derby. It's a wonderful place. Lovely climate, great fishing and swimming. Oh, and by the way, Marilyn Monroe was up there. How's the scenery? (laughs) Dennis. You know, it's funny that you mention her, Don. You know, Marilyn Monroe is going to be on my television show. She is? Yeah. Why, I saw her picture in the newspaper, and she had her leg in the cast. understand she broke her ankle. She tried everything, but Jack's holding her to her contract. (laughs) Mary, she's going to be on my program because she wants to, and she's going to be wonderful on it. You know, I saw her and Jane Russell and Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and they were terrific. see that picture? In Palm Springs. <laughs> oh. That day it was 130 in the shade. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, Jack, one of the hit songs from that picture is Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, and that's going to be our commercial on the program. Wait a minute, Don. The Sportsman Quartet would sound silly doing that number. That song should be done by girls. Oh, I know. That's why I brought their wives over. I want you to hear it first. Oh, the Sportsman's wives? Yeah, I'll get them, Jack. They're right outside. Oh. Oh, girls, come on in. Well, hello, girls. That's their wives, all right. Now, let me hear the number, will you? Okay. Take it, girls. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. A kiss may be grand, but it won't pay the rental on your humble flat. Or help you at the automat. Men grow cold as girls grow old, and we all lose our charms in the end. But square cut or pear shape, these rocks don't lose their shape. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Remember, my dear, when it smokes, you are choosing. A lucky is a girl's best friend. The reason is clear, the tobacco they're using has no puff that's rough. Yes, sure enough, there's no rough puff. Lucky strike, the smoke you like, cause they're made of that one perfect blend. The masculine gender should always remember to buy her luckies. Those better tasting luckies made much better, that's why. To win a fair lady's heart, give luckies by the carton. That's the smoke she's sure to like. To be happy, so lucky Just wonderful, girl. Don, I must congratulate you on such a great idea. Well, thanks, Jack. Uh, say, Jack, uh, now that we're all here, what'd you call us over for? We're not all here. Bob Crosby is late. I wish you'd get here so we can get this over with. I'm a busy man. <laughs> Dennis, we know all about how busy you are with your own TV show and your records and movies. Besides that, this summer I started raising tropical fish. 
Hmm, tropical fish? Say, that's a nice hobby. Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> Ma- Mary, when are you going to learn? Hi, Jack. To Hi, Jack. Too. Hello, everybody. Hey, it's Bob Crosby. Hey. Hi, Bob. The door was open, so I just walked in. Well, we've been here waiting for you so we can have our little meeting. You know, kids, Bob was in Honolulu while I was there. I didn't know that, Bob. Did you go alone? Oh, no. I took my wife and my five kids and nurse for the baby and a cook and a maid. Did you go on the lure line, too? Oh, oh, yes, Don. It was exciting, especially as we were landing in Honolulu. My whole family and all of our help lined up at the boat rail, and we sang Halloa to the people on the dock. Wait a minute, Bob. The people on the dock are supposed to sing to you. Well, I know, but we outnumbered them. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. Uh, Jack, uh, you said when Bob got here, you'd tell us what this meeting was all about. Now, what is it? Well, now, look, kids, we're about to start a new season, and naturally, we all wanted to start off big. So I got in touch with my publicity man, Steve Bradley. He told me to have the whole cast here this afternoon. He's going to take a lot of pictures. Oh, that's swell. And that reminds me, Bob, you better get all the boys in your band together, because we'll want some pictures of them, too. Oh, but that might be kind of tough, getting all of them. Why? Well, during the summer, they've taken other jobs. Oh. In fact, Frankie Remley formed his own orchestra and is appearing every night at the Cinegrill in the Hollywood Roosevelt. No kidding. <laughs> Frankie Remley's got his own orchestra? Well, uh-huh. good for Frankie. At the cinema. Did he get a good deal? Oh, certainly. He had a smart agent. All the men in his band get scale, but Frankie signed for $60 a week and all the drinks he wanted. God. Yeah, but the second week, the hotel changed that to no drinks and a thousand bucks a week. I knew they'd find out sooner or later. So Frankie's working at the Cinegrill. What does he call his orchestra? Well, on the marquee, he bills himself, Frankie Remley and my six convicts. What do you know? I bet they play the sweetest music this side of the Chino Honor Farm. <laughs> you know, kids, some night, let's all go down there and we'll... Come in! Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, Benny. Hiya, Steve. Hey, it's good to see you. No time for chatter. We've got to get this publicity campaign rolling. Now, Benny, first we're going to get a picture of you giving a waiter a $5 tip. What? (laughs) Stage money, stage money. Oh, oh. (laughs) Now, Mary, I've got a sympathetic angle for you. We'll show you selling stockings at the May Company. Hey, that's great. You know, that's her old job. What do you mean, old job? That's what I did this summer. (laughs) No kidding. Say, Steve, have you anything planned for Bob Crosby and Dennis Day? Have I? I've got a stunt for Crosby here that'll have his name in newspapers from coast to coast. Hey, that's great. What do I do? You're going to sue the city where you were born, Spokane, Washington, for $10 million. (laughs) Sue them? What for? You're going to claim they mixed up your birth certificate. You're really Bing, and Bing is you. Now, wait a minute, Steve. What about my mother? Well, sue her, too. <laughs> hey, Bob. Bob, that's a great... That's a great idea. What have you got in mind for me? Oh, Dennis, boy, you're a cinch. I have an idea that'll make you the most talked-of person in the country overnight. Yeah, yeah. What do I have to do? What? Huh? Commit suicide. LAUGHTER 
suicide. But I've got to find some novel way for him to do it. Maybe I could eat nothing but chlorophyll and green myself to death. <laughs> Dennis. Wonderful idea, kid. We'll save it for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Look, Steve. Now we've got to get some publicity pictures. I've got, I've got my photographer waiting out in the hall. Oh, Frank. Frank. Yes? <laughs> Oh, no. Are you the photographer? Well, what do you think I am holding up this flashbulb? A glowworm? <laughs> Come on, Frank. Let's get moving. First, you'll take some pictures of Benny, and I want you to make him look real good. Well, this is going to be a challenge to Eastman Kodak. Now, look, you... Quiet till I finish focusing. Now, hold still. Do you want me to smile? You don't have to. I'll get your teeth anyway. This is an X-ray camera. X-ray? You want to make any bones about it? Now, cut that out! <laughs> that settled it, Steve. How many times I told you I don't want this photographer to take pictures of me? I can't understand that, Benny. You're the only star at CBS who has trouble with him. Mm, it's your own fault, Jack. You antagonize him. I do not. You do, too! <laughs> Listen, I've had enough out of you. Don't raise your voice to me. This is my house, and I'll do whatever I want. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> oh, yes, I will. a boy, suck him, suck him. <laughs> I think I will. I was talking to him. <laughs> oh, you were, eh? Well, I've had enough of this. Steve, out. Out and take that photographer with you. Okay, Benny, but you're throwing away your future. He had his future 20 years ago. That settles it. Out, out. Everybody out. <laughs> Bunch of smart Alex. Hmm. Rochester, fix me something to eat, will you? Yes, sir. I don't know. My first day home, all I have is trouble, trouble, trouble. I know, boss, but it's sure good to have you back. Thanks, Rochester. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in a minute to tell you all about my television show, which follows this program. But first... A word to cigarette smokers. Smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. And the fact of the matter is... Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky's strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting. Fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky strike. Lucky strike. This is Don Wilson, friends, to tell you that Lucky's win again. That's right. Lucky's win again in a national smoking survey among college students. Last year, a survey was made at leading colleges throughout the country, which showed that smokers in those colleges preferred Lucky's to any other cigarette. This year, another nationwide survey was made, a representative survey of all students in regular colleges from coast to coast. Based on thousands of actual student interviews, this survey shows that Lucky's lead again, lead over all other brands, regular or king size, and by a wide margin. The number one reason this year is last, Lucky's better taste. Yes, Lucky's do taste better. First, because they're made of light, naturally mild, good-tasting tobacco. L-S-M-F-T, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And then, Lucky's are made better. Made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely, smoke evenly. 
actually made to taste better. After all, smoking enjoyment is all a matter of taste. And the fact of the matter is, Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. So be happy, go lucky. Get better taste with a carton of Lucky's. Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. Ladies and gentlemen, in 30 seconds, I'll be doing my first television show, and I'm having Marilyn Monroe as my guest star through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, producers of The Robe, which will soon be released in their new process, Cinemascope. Now, the television studio is six miles from this radio studio, and as I said, I only have 30 seconds. You say it's impossible to go six miles in 30 seconds. Believe me, with Marilyn Monroe waiting, I can make it. (laughs) See you in 30 seconds. The Jack Benny Show was written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsburg, George Balzer, John Tackerberry, Hal Goldman, and Al Gordon, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Martin. Be sure to hear The American Way with consult your newspaper for the time. The Jack Benny Program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is the CBS Radio Network. And KNX Los Angeles, where there's good dancing with the Hollywood Roosevelt Orchestra at 11.15 tonight. <laughs> 